This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. Today we chat with today's winner in the 620 CKRM Spring Country Cookout Contest. We talk with Winyard farmer Michael Yaskowicz from his tractor in the field. We have an update on spring seeding in the southeast with Weyburn Extension agrologist Sherry Roberts. Real Agriculture talks about a meeting between the Canadian Cattlemen's Association and the Nature Conservancy of Canada. The province supports a $220 million fertilizer expansion project at Chaplin, and we have reaction from APAS President Todd Lewis. We also talk with Lewis about spring seeding just southeast of Regina. We have the feeder cattle market summary from the Provincial Ministry of Agriculture for the past week. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazenk Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazenk, 306-721-6667. A farm couple from Winyard is today's winner in the 620 CKRM Spring Country Cookout Contest. Carmen and Michael Yaskowicz operate an 1,100-acre farm. Michael Yaskowicz expects to start seeding shortly. Today I should have pretty well all the fertilizer banded in and uh, hopefully start seeding early next week. It's still cold. There's no leaves on the trees. There's nothing happening in the ground at all. So what will you be seeding when you do that? I'm going to start on wheat i got everything, like I said, I put the banded fertilizer in, so it's it's opened up and it's been harrowed. So uh, the sun will get at it and warm it up. And, uh, yeah, I'll start wheat next week and then go from wheat. I'll go into canola and then uh, canola or barley. i got a little chunk of barley I want to put in and finish up with some oats, possibly for green feed, too, for the cows. So it's a mixed farm. How many cattle do you run? I don't have any, but the wife's got 16. So how dry is it in your area? <laughs> We were actually fairly dismal here until we got that that shot of snow here in April. It was desperate, but things are starting to look a little better. I mean, uh, you're, I'm pulling three-quarter inch uh, knives, and they're coming up with, with dirt stuck on them, and we're, we're black dirt here, so it's a good sign. Yeah, it'll be enough to get it rolling, but we're going to need a rain. Yeah, I understand a lot of farmers will be looking for timely rains this year. Absolutely. What about any changes to your seeding plants because of the weather, the dryness? Um, I might delay putting the canola in a little bit. I mean, I'm looking at the forecast, and possibly next week we're, we're talking about a little bit of rain. I'd like to get a little bit of rain before I put, put the canola in, but that'd be about it for, for changes. What's your reaction to the grain prices? What do you think of them right now? That's fantastic. I mean, uh, it's... I don't really know what's driving the prices if it's, uh, well, obviously it's global. Now, are we in a shortage or, like, is COVID affecting it? I don't know. I can blame just about everything on COVID if it wants and it seems to work. But, no, it, 
the guy's still got a little bit in the bin, so, I mean, people who do have some rain are going to capitalize on it. When do you hope to wrap up seeding? I'm thinking probably around the 20th of May. Carmen and Michael Yaskowicz of Winyard are today's winners in the 620 CKRM Spring Country Cookout. Winyard is about 175 kilometers north and east of Regina. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca Seeding has started in southeast Saskatchewan in several locations. The extension crop specialist in Weyburn, Sherry Roberts, says there's a range of soil moisture conditions across the southeast and seeding is variable. It is really variable, Jim, depending on where you go. I know south of Weyburn there's some guys that I've heard they're over half done already. They've been going at it full bore. Here in Glen Avon, some guys are just starting today, and some started last week. I know last week I was in the Red Bridge area. They were out going at it really hard, and it all it, it's so variable depending on the moisture and how much when that last big snowstorm came through. You know, some some places there's still some snow piles let, yet that have to melt. Thank goodness in some of the low areas. What's going in early? What's first being seeded? Oh, that once again is dependent on who you're talking to. I know some guys have their lentils in already and their peas. Some guys have put their durum in already. I know south of Weyburn last week they were there were people seeding their durum in. Once again, it depends on your rotation. I do know, hopefully, you know, that they're getting their cereals and, and their pulses in. Except for their soybeans, of course. You want to wait till you know, danger frost is gone on those. Do you expect much soybeans and corn in the southeast? I think that with the way the soybean and corn price markets have been, I... I think that we are going to have a large increase in soybean acres for sure down here in the southeast. Corn, it's a little bit different because unless you've invested in a dryer, you know, corn, grain corn, you really need to have a dryer set up. And if you haven't done that, I, I don't expect those acres to take a huge jump. I think that's going to be more of a, a progressive incline going up as, as farmers realize the benefit of adding corn to the rotations, except for, of course, the guys that are doing it for silage and for forage i think there's going to be an increase in the forage slash silage acres just because as dry as it is that corn is going to be able to go down and get you some moisture and you're going to have some silage and corn to feed your cattle whereas i don't know how the pastures are going to do or how the alfalfa you know and grass fields are going to be because some of them are awfully dry yeah describe further the soil moisture conditions in the southeast once again, it is so variable. I was over north of Redwoods last Monday, and my goodness, there were dugouts totally dry in that area. Sloughs that had been fairly good size. The cows were were struggling through the mud to get to the water. They just did not get the rain. There is a pocket. If you look at the at the agroclimate map showing over there in the east, there's also a pocket down south of Radville in that area down in there. Overall, the southeast, we got that nice big snowstorm. It helped. We've got some decent moisture down there. I was helping a farmer do some soil sampling two weeks ago in the Lampman area, and we went down, and he had really decent moisture, at least 18 inches. So it's it's variable, but, but for the majority of the producers in the southeast, it, it's some really nice startup moisture is there for them. Will there be any change in seeding plants because of the dry weather? I don't really think, oh, down here in the southeast so much. Other parts of the province that did not get that big snow, I think some guys are probably changing their plans. I think the bigger indicator is, is more the markets, though, and what's happening with, with, with the, you know, the price of fertilizers way up there. So you're looking at some increased input costs. you got to ask yourself, you know, what, what can I take a risk on here, and how's my risk management plan going to be? 
And I think some guys have probably maybe done a little bit of shifting around here just because of what the markets are and the moisture level. But down here in the southeast, I don't think that much, really. Have there been any ticks seen this spring yet? I have seen a few, and I've heard some stories of people that have run into some really good-sized nests. I've been giving my dogs their tick treatments since uh, the last part of March because, of course, ticks are on any time the temperatures are above freezing. And, you know, as a precaution, everyone do those tick checks, and please be careful. The, the birds have migrated up now. They're bringing them up from, from the U.S., and along with everything else that can come up from the U.S., so can the ticks and so can the Lyme disease. So please be careful. It, it is it is here, and you can, you can get it. So... So do your tick checks, wear your sprays, be cautious, and for goodness sakes, as your schedules get busier up there, always think safety first. I know everybody's pressured on time and you want to get it in, but it's not worth it if somebody, if you have an accident and somebody gets hurt or, or, or killed. So safety first. Sherry Roberts is the Extension Crop Specialist in Weyburn. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147, Sirius XM. My guest right now is Lauren Martin. She's the Manager of Government and Food Industry Relations with the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. Lauren, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you today, Sean? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. So there's some, there was a meeting last week between the Canadian Cattlemen's Association and the Nature Conservancy of Canada, the NCC. Uh, what was the, the purpose of that uh, symposium? Yeah, so we had a series of three meetings last week, uh, quite a busy week, um, jointly held, co-hosted with our partners at Nature Conservancy Canada. And the purpose of the discussion was to talk about grazing livestock and their role in building a sustainable supply system. And the reason why we had that conversation is because of this UN Food System Summit that we have approaching us in the fall. Everybody's not following things like the UN Food System Summit. What exactly is that meeting? Because I'm hearing concern about it. Yeah, sure. Um, Well, when you say words like the UN and then you say something like the food system, both of those things are going to be pretty big. Um, and complex, and of course, not everybody has has uh, the same bandwidth to kind of pay attention to it. Um, so it's the first food system summit in 25 years. Um, the UN uh, convenes it, and it was announced in 2019, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I find it kind of interesting that it was announced prior to the pandemic because. Now, with the advent of the pandemic and all the disruptions in the food system, this topic is more important than ever. I think why it's big is because it's the first one in a really long time. Uh, two, the pandemic, and three, uh, the big UN is putting it on. Um, so it's global in scope, and uh, and there's there's going to be quite a bit of attention, I think, in the lead up to it. Yeah. Are are you worried that beef is going to have a, a negative slant to it at those discussions in the fall? Sean, I like you I like that you got right to the meat of the of the <laughs> of the subject. Um in fact, uh yeah, we so 
it's it's a machine. It's a policy machine. And I don't think uh, like so the event itself is in the fall of 2021. Um, but this ship has the train has left the station. It's rolling down the tracks and it's been rolling down the tracks since 2019. And so we already know some things that are coming out. And one of the things that is coming out is, yes, the the call to reduce red meat consumption and particularly in developed countries. So um, that is kind of squarely at aim at someone like the Canadian beef industry. And yeah, we are we are concerned. Okay, so what teeth does the UN have when it when it comes to these things? Like, because at the end of the day, okay, the UN say they say you know what you do need to reduce beef consumption in developed countries or or undeveloped countries at the same time. Who cares? What what does it really really matter? What what sort of teeth does the UN have on this matter? I think yeah, like good question once again, um, because we maybe just could say who cares? It's a multinational organization, the UN. You know they can they can say whatever they want, and it doesn't necessarily have to trickle into law and policy here in Canada, um, but. Um, there are many instances where kind of what we see in other countries, particularly in the EU, is a heartbringer of what we might have to deal with in Canada here. And I don't think that this UN Food System Summit, which the location might either be in Rome or New York, but nevertheless, it's kind of it's pretty European based. Um, I think it's a bit of a bellwether for us um, as to what might be coming. The other thing that I might say, Sean, is yep. just uh, that the Canadian government at this point in time, it's it's cozy um, with the UN. It likes the UN. And so it might resonate very much with UN messages. You had these series of three meetings with the Nature Conservancy of Canada. Um, what, what role are they playing in the messaging when it comes to the good news story that beef provides? Beef? has a history of conservation, um, or at least collaboration with conservation, let's put let's put it that way. Um, and so when we approached that, first of all, tons of strategy went into kind of how we put this dialogue together. And what we wanted to emphasize here in Canada is that grazing livestock plays a role in conserving grassland ecosystems. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy sky today, wind northwest 20, the high 15, the low 0. Thursday, partly cloudy, wind north 30, gusting to 50, the high 17 tomorrow, the low 0. Sunny on Friday with a high 16, the low plus 2. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 11, the low plus 1. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 13, the low plus 2. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 15, the low plus 4. Tuesday, again, partly cloudy with a high of 17. Normal high for this date is 17, the normal low plus 2. The sun rose at 526 this morning. It sets at 824 tonight.
And around the province, the hot spot, Meadow Lake at 15 degrees. A hot spot further up north in the Grain Belt. The cold spot, even further north, Collins Bay at 3 degrees. Esteban is 12, Saskatoon 13, Swift Current 12, Weyburn 12, Yorkton is 10. Bartley Cloudy and Regina 12 degrees, that's 54 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northwest at 8. Humidity is very low, 18%. The barometric pressure rising, 102.5. Sunny and Moose Jaw 13, winds are from the north-northeast at 15. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 12, that's 54 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. The president of APAS welcomes a major fertilizer expansion project at Chaplin. Saskatchewan Mining and Minerals, Inc. has announced a $220 million upgrade to sulfate of potash fertilizer production. The upgraded facility is expected to produce 150,000 tons of sulfate of potash per year to be sold to North American and international markets as a high-quality fertilizer and plant nutrition product. APAS President Todd Lewis says economic expansion in rural Saskatchewan is great news. Oh, I think it's just another good news economic story for the province where, uh, you know, the, the, the world wants our, our uh, three S's, as they call it, food, fuel, and fertilizer. And here's another good example where, uh, you know, industry and agriculture dovetail so nicely together and uh, the, you know, agriculture being a leading industry in the province and it's always good to see uh, fertilizer companies do well and expand and and, uh, you know, I think it just speaks to how much the rest of the world looks towards Saskatchewan to supply, uh, you know, things like fertilizer. And, uh, of course, our food, we export so much of it. We're world leaders in both, and uh, it's good to see it continue. So you see farmers benefiting from this project, especially for the economy? Well, I think, you know, we're always wanting to see the economy do well. And when agriculture does well, the economy does well. And, and uh, a good, strong economy across the province is always good news for agriculture. Todd, the project itself will create a lot of jobs. That also helps. Well, the Chaplin area, I mean, they they certainly won't be uh, sad to see extra jobs there, and it's always good to keep young people in rural Saskatchewan. So we're, you know, I think that's a, another part that supports schools and and uh, businesses in uh, small town Saskatchewan, and that's always good for agriculture and the trading trading areas. They're always important that we see them expand and uh, continue along. We don't want to see, uh, you know, any more closures like schools and those kind of, that kind of infrastructure. So I think uh, when we get a, a big industrial project like that, it, it's good to see jobs as well. Lewis adds seeding is moving ahead in his community at Gray, southeast of Regina. Well, everything's rolling along pretty good. Uh, I, I guess you could say seeding is very general this week. Uh, we've had uh, some operators have been going, uh, this is fully into their second week now, so making very good progress. Everything's on the square, uh, you know, not a slew to be seen or anything like that. And then the heavy clay here, that's always something that'll slow us down if we're going around sloughs. But we could sure use the rain, that's for sure. But really overall, uh, right now we're seeding into some pretty good moisture. Uh, we'd like to see a little bit warmer weather, of course. Still getting some, still uh, pulling the, the plug on the pump every night at the dugout to make sure we don't freeze the pump for the spray water and everything, but overall we're pretty satisfied with how things are going and uh, and uh, lots of dust flying and uh, seeds getting into the ground. 
has the dry weather changed any seeding plans? Not yet. I would say more right now. It's uh, as I say, we're not too bad for moisture right in this general area. We're you know we're fortunate with the snowfall that we got. We've you know the top layer has uh, got some moisture in it, but no, we're uh, other than uh, the cold weather is you know people have uh, held back a little bit. Sure, not a lot of weed growth in the field or anything like that, and the grass of course is just starting to come now. So it's been more delays just due to the cold weather than uh, lack of moisture right now. Anyway. Todd Lewis farms at Gray and is president of APAS. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. The Saskatchewan Barley Development Commission has launched a new podcast to help farmers grow and market their crop. The first season of The Barley Bin features interviews with SAS Barley staff and a variety of barley research and production specialists. It's now available on the SAS Barley website. Executive Director Jill McDonald says podcasts work great for farmers on the go, download and listen on the road or in the field. Season 1 focuses on information related to disease management, barley varieties, marketing opportunities and more. McDonald says a podcast is a great way to deliver information to farmers. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were showing downward movement during the past week. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie says the weekly average steer price in Saskatchewan was $214.54 per hundredweight. Well, Jim, this week we saw feeder steer prices were mainly lower across the weight categories when compared to prices before the previous week. So the only price increase we saw there was in the 400 to 500 pound weight category, with those guys going up $2.71 per hundredweight to end the week, averaging $250.50. The largest price decrease we saw week over week was in the 800 to 900 pound weight category, and those guys went down $4.75 to end the week, averaging $179.25 per hundredweight. When we look at the 700 to 800 pound weight category, they ended the week with an average price of $197.80 per hundredweight. When we moved to the feeder heifer prices, they were mixed, but mainly lower across the report weight categories. As the largest price increase we saw there was in the 400 to 500 pound weight category, with those girls going up $1.66 per hundredweight to end the week averaging $208.33. The largest price decrease we saw was in the 600 to 700 pound weight category, with those guys going down $1.67 per hundredweight to end the week averaging $185. And we look at the 700 to 800 pound category for the heifers, they ended the week with an average price of $173.70 per hundredweight. And what were the factors pushing down these prices? Well, we've got those seed grains. They were up almost another 5% over the previous week's price. So that means barley base of the less bridge is up to $7.30 a bushel. Our dollar is also going up, and that, it was up over 81 cents as of Friday. But the good news story here is that the rising dollar also plays a factor into the feeder basis, which is really strong right now. And so that means our feeder cattle are trading at a premium to the U.S., so there should be some demand for our cattle south of the border. What were marketings? So Canfax reported a total of 11,666 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week. That's just down slightly from just over 12,000 head the previous week and higher than 9,445 head marketed during the same week in 2020. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? We've got good news here. The price for Alberta fed steers was reported at $158 per hundredweight, so that went up $2.38 from the previous week's price. 
And the same goes for D2 and D3 slaughter cows. We saw prices going up. Prices for D2 slaughter cows went up $1.80 to average $96.40 per hundred weight, while the price of D3 slaughter cows went up $0.72 cents per hundred weight from the previous week, and they ended the week averaging $83.30 per hundred weight. Natasha Wilkie compiles the weekly cattle market summary for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Canola gained $23.20 at $8.58.77. Number one red spring wheat fell $1.50 at $3.31.72. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $2.90.27. Feed barley, $2.67.68. Flax, $697.63. Lentils, $7.22.50. Oats, $209.53. Yellow peas 383.70. Feed wheat 238.84. The Minneapolis spring wheat July futures are up 15 and a half cents at 7.83 and three quarter cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now the latest livestock quotes. Assiniboia Livestock had our last pre-sort on April 20th and a regular sale on April 21st. 400 to 450-pound steers sold from 240 to 245. 450 to 500-pound steers sold from 232 to 237. 500 to 550-pound steers sold from 239 to 247. 550 to 600-pound steers sold from 232 to 246. 600 to 650-pound steers sold from 224 to 233. 650 to 700-pound steers sold from 211 to 220. 700 to 800-pound steers sold from 193 to 212. 800 to 900-pound steers sold from 170 to 188. And over 900-pound steers sold from 163 to 170. Heifers are down 20 to 30 cents from the steers. Cows have come up a couple cents from our last sale. Heiferettes sold from 113 to 136. D1 and D2 cows sold from 88 to 103. D3 sold from 68 to 80, and slaughter bulls sold from 94 to 123. This is Jordan Stevens with the Cinnaboyle Livestock Market Report. Have a great ranching day. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,800 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 228 to 242 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,300 head, selling in a range of 228 to 241 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 68 to 75 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed and forward contract prices opened lower this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar is down 24 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2315. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 81.54 cents US. Daily US cash markets are mixed with the negotiated Western Corn Belt region up $2.65 US 100 weight while the national national cutout adjusted base prices are lower by 39 cents. The Western Corn Belt continues its remarkable trajectory higher as packers compete more aggressively for uncommitted hogs. Daily variability in the net value of the cutout continues to hold influence over the formula prices, which has seen some ebbing and flowing in recent weeks. 
Lean hog futures are backing off from yesterday's highs that were supported by March export numbers released yesterday. The data showed March exports increased by 23.2% relative to the previous month and were over 3,200 metric tons higher than the March numbers last year. The recorded 294,700 metric tons of pork and pork products is a new record for the month, further adding to the positive market outlook. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg, and SMHI, Municipal Hail Insurance, three tiers of stackable hail insurance. Contact an agent or visit us online at municipalhail.ca. Storms are unpredictable, Municipal Hail isn't. This week's Sask Wheat Market Outlook, seceding is 28% complete in the U.S. spring wheat area, well ahead of the 19% five-year average. In Russia, spring wheat is only 4% planted compared to 58% a year ago. However, officials believe seeding will speed up with warmer weather. Russian spring wheat seeded area is expected to be higher than last year. The market outlook says StatsCan's forecast for an 8.8% decline in wheat seeded area in Canada does not make sense, as returns to wheat look comparable to pulses and closer to canola than has been seen in a while. The outlook anticipates spring wheat seeding in Canada to be similar to last year. Canadian wheat exports in week 38 reached 470,000 tons and 14.5 million tons for the crop year to date, up 26% from last year. If exports can stay above 460,000 tons per week, this year's Agriculture Canada export wheat target of 21 million tons will be reached. The market report expects higher wheat prices after the May 12th U.S. World Grain Supply report and suggests no additional farm sales for the present. On the markets, the TSX is up 118 points at 19,306. The Dow has risen 105 points at 34,238. Oil is down 11 cents at 65.58 a barrel. And the Canadian dollar is up 22 one-hundredths of a cent at 81.45 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.